a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Next is now. So we do call this segment Next is Now, and now we're going to tap into one of our Next is Now members of Congress, Representative Blake Moore, joining us on the line. And he is part of a future caucus, and we wanted to get him to weigh in on that, give us some perspective of what is next and uh, what they're doing right now in Congress. Uh, Congressman, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Always a pleasure to be on with this generation's Walter Cronkite, I believe. <laughs> I, I think that makes me old. <laughs> this is about next. <laughs> and you, you are part of next, and uh, you're you're part of a, a new group, the Future Caucus. Uh, you're uh, on there with uh, your Democratic colleague or counterpart, uh, Sarah Jacobs, a Democrat from California. Uh, but tell us just a little bit about the genesis of this Future Caucus, that we're lo- really looking at millennials and uh, what that means for the country. Yeah, I think one thing that's really neat about it, it was um, it was chaired or Governor John Huntsman Jr. was a part of it uh, and maybe setting it up to some degree a while ago. It, it's, a, it's a group that is um, – there's several. So there's several bipartisan groups that are back there, and I've been able to interact with, 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 a, with a few of them. And I'm excited about that side of it. What I'm really excited about this particular one, I'm going to be sort of hyper-focused on a few issues. And I met with the um, Democrat co-chair, and I think she's got a particular issue she wants to be focused on. And I presented some ideas on my end, and then we have a joint issue of just overall modernization of our policy work and legislative process. Uh, and we both kind of got passionate about talking about it because, you know, policy – so oftentimes lag so far behind technology. Yeah. And and you can look at a few, few options with that, and I, we won't have to dig into it, but, um, you know, with social media and the and just election ads right. or electric vehicles, right? Like we, we struggle to be able to implement policy that sort of keeps up with all the, the changes that are going on in, in technology. One of the things that I, I really love uh, about this future caucus is that it's not just about having younger members of Congress. It is bipartisan. And in addition to going after certain policy goals, you're also really looking at how can we change the dialogue? How can we elevate the conversation there in Congress? So tell me about some of your work there, some of the things you hope to accomplish in this future caucus as it relates to the the rhetoric and the tone in our nation's capital. Anyway, obviously, the freshman members um, had a pretty tough and pretty unique first week. Yeah. And there's some regi- there's residual effect with all that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, protocols that you take place for COVID um, and just the inability to, to really interact, even from orientation. I had heard from other members that are more veteran. They're like, oh, that orientation time is a really awesome time because you get to interact and get to know people. Um, 
it gets more tense later as you're in committee markup and, you know, all that stuff where you're going and, and you know, fighting for your cause. But um, there are moments when you start Congress that you get to develop those relationships. And we, we really didn't get the chance to do much of that. So hopefully this, this is another way to be able to, to develop that look when we're human, when we communicate, you can work together better. I, I look back at my professional career, and there was – I guarantee you there was always things that we disagreed with. But when you have to be present with people and interacting with them, you can find common ground. Um, there are always going to be wedge issues that we'll never – we may never ultimately agree on, but there, uh, other issues just need a little bit more collaboration. And signing on to legislation, I think that's one of the things that I've been able to find. These bipartisan groups that I'm joining, again – I, I stand by my record. I, I will stand by my voting record. I will defend it. I will. I will make it about my district, right? And and what's the what's the best and what represents the members of the first district, right? Whatever district that I end up representing in my political time, I'll be able to do that. But that doesn't mean I can't be productive and go and develop relationships. When you look at, you know, Senator Hatch, he always talked about. Whenever I had a p- policy idea, I told my team to go find me a dead Democrat that <laughs> we can work with. And I think there's something to that because that's where you can be productive. Uh, I, and I, I'm so glad you raised the the orientation issue uh, because I, I saw that as well. The orientation was always such a unique period to everybody's learning, everybody's new, everyone's getting lost in the tunnels underneath the Capitol trying to figure out where their committee room is. Uh, and there's all of those things that actually do bring you together, again, across the political divide. Uh, to build relationships that's real critical. And, and that's not one of those things we would have thought occurred because of the pandemic, uh, but it has uh, even impacted Congress in terms of making those connections and building those relationships. So as as you look at your uh, project here and as you look at the... Uh, there was very little. Uh, yeah. yeah. There, was, there was very little of that. Yeah. So so as you look at how you move it forward, then uh, getting to some of the policy, I know one area that you uh, are deeply concerned about, and it's, it's one that I think both the left and the right have struggled with, and that is dealing with our debt and deficit spending. It's exactly right. And, and no particular party has um, the authority on this right now. Um, I can see what our what the Republicans framework was and plan was in 2017 to get uh, growth in the economy with the, with the jobs and tax, the Tax Cut and Jobs Act. The next step would have been entitlement reform, like they did back in a very bipartisan way back in 1997, with um, John Kasich and and uh, Gingrich leading the Congress side, uh, the majority, and then Bill and Leon Panetta on the administration side. Like that entitlement reform was something they were able to do, even in a bipartisan way. So, like I know that the framework and what what, what they want to do is there, um, but it's getting the Republicans and Democrats to agree on what that framework ultimately is. Uh, so yes, passionate about it, and I think that the Future Caucus is an awesome opportunity to be. That's great. Let's uh, let's look at one other area that's uh, very future focused, and uh, I know you've also been doing a a lot of work behind the scenes, a lot of listening, a lot of weighing in in terms of what's happening in terms of cyber. That seems to be another area where younger members of Congress uh, can come together and get to some good policy solutions. Cybersecurity. That's definitely a topic for the future, <laughs> and uh, I was thrilled to be on that subcommittee and the on the on the uh, Armed Services Committee. And um, one of the things I'm excited about is meeting with some some companies in Utah and just doing a lot of really really good work thinking about um, what are the potential threats and issues going forward. Um, this is one of those issues that does not just touch the defense related committee. That's the committee that it will be about. 
but I mean, we're talking financial services, we're talking consumer protection, we're talking you know, national security. And so it's, um, I hope that this can be heavily led by industry because I think that industry is ahead of this mm-hmm. more so than even government. And uh, I, I'm, I'm wanting to embrace that side of it to be able to um, engage with experts because I'm not an expert on this. But what I will be able to do is hopefully represent them, bring their input, and then apply it to what we want to ultimately accomplish. It's a brand new subcommittee, so the key thing is to kind of identify what we want to accomplish and you know how we go about navigating that. Fantastic. Uh, Utah First Congressional Representative Blake Moore joining us on the line, talking about the future caucus and a whole host of issues that are going to impact us now uh, and in the future. Representative, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much. Next is now. So I love the the focus of this future caucus. Uh, I do think it's important that uh, you have these opportunities to get members from across the political spectrum uh, to come together, and it's not that it's not that they're going to have a big group hug moment. It's not they're going to have kumbaya music going in the background or agree on all the solutions, but but part of it is just making the connection. Uh, and if you if you missed the first part of this interview, uh, it was interesting that Representative Moore pointed out the fact that they didn't get to do orientation together. All of the freshman class, all of the newly elected representatives from the Democrats and the Republicans. Uh, normally go through an orientation together uh, for several days. And it is a bonding and binding experience for a lot of them. It it launches a, a host of friendships and uh, things that impact and will impact the country in the future. Uh, and so it was one of those things I had not considered that that would be impacted uh, by COVID last year. Uh, and yet it was. And and so it's just one more area where you got to kind of think, uh, are we doing it right? What can we do to make it better? Uh, also love the fact that Representative Moore is focused on cybersecurity. That's, uh, that's very important to what comes next. And it is going to take some of these younger members of Congress who can understand all the nuances of all of the technology and all of the, the digital places and spaces uh, that maybe some of the the more senior members may not quite be so familiar with. And so these are all important things. We don't, often don't think about those kinds of things as it relates to Congress. Having new, having younger members of Congress does matter. Uh, it mixes things up. It changes the dy- dynamic. It changes the relationship patterns. It's so easy to settle in and you kind of hang with the crowd that you hang with and who you're comfortable with. And shaking it up is a good thing. Uh, it's why things like... Uh, Term limits are worth a conversation uh, as long as you can do it across the board. Uh, you can't have self-selecting term limits. Uh, that never quite works out too well because those who are against it stay and and they stay in power. And so uh, we've got to have a different kind of conversation. But really appreciated Representative Moore uh, leaning into all of that today, relationships uh, and looking forward in terms of solutions as it relates to Congress. Okay, we're going to go ahead and step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, the First Lady of the State of Utah is going to ask you to show up. And we're going to ask you to show up to find out why next. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? 
I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.